And welcome to Imagination Fun Time. I am your host, Brandon Devine. Hello, how are you folks today? Okay, so today is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. And holy fucking shit, is it fucking hot outside. Like, goddamn, it is fucking hot outside. (laughs) It's like, I think it's like 96 degrees outside right now here in Arkansas which is just pure insanity. And I think I'm still going to go on for go outside and get exercise on a nice walk after this. Who knows? I'll, de- I'll decide after this podcast. <laughs> um, I'm fe- definitely feeling for those right now back in New York and Connecticut and all the East Coast, you know, dealing with uh, Hurricane Henry. Henry is just pounding the ass of the East Coast right now, just brutally fucking that ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's Jesus Christ, that's fucked up. Um, but that sucks. <clears throat> you know, hurricanes are never fun, and I hope everyone's doing good with that. Um, wish we could get some of that rain right now, even though it would probably just be still equally as hot and just rainy as well, so it wouldn't do any good. But I hope you're all doing good. We're getting towards the end of summer. Um see what else anything happened in the past couple weeks nothing's happened to me just still work uh still no trailer for the matrix um apparently there is a leaked trailer of spider-man going around which i saw a little bit of it on a video like just google real quick i found some site that posted it real quick and it was like a really really bad ver. like it was like you could i could barely see it it was like recorded from like 10 feet away from somebody's crappy like flip phone um, but who knows it, you know, spider, honestly, the new Spider-Man is probably going to be good, but all I care about is still getting that matrix trailer, but you know, for some reason they still won't release it. They won't even release a name. Like it's literally like three months away. We still haven't released the name of the movie, at least released the name. Uh, but anyways, I'm sure you don't want to hear me bitch and complain about that anymore. So, <laughs> all right, let's get into this. Let's read some news. What is some news on IMDb today? All right, so the top news on IMDb as of Monday, August 23rd, 2021 at 1.28 p.m. Uh, let's see. Box office, free guy, still number one hero with 19 million. And Paw Patrol opens to a solid $13 million. That is where we're at in movies right now, folks. The t- number one movie is Free Guy, and the second number one, the, the number two movie is Paw Patrol. That is where American cinema is at, people. Alright, let's see. Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth to close BFI London Film Festival. Now, there's a movie that should probably be on top. It's by Joel Cohen, one of the fucking Cohen brothers, an actual great artist. Not to let's say, like, the people, like, Sean Levy is a great artist making Free Guy, um, and Paw Patrol, you know, definitely speaks to, you know, little, little kids. But come on, Joel Cohen, he's one of the Cohen brothers. That should be a big movie. Uh, Succession, season three to open in October. I never watched Succession. I don't even know what Succession is about. And right now, I'm not going to take the time to really look into it. But all right, season three, let's go. Enola Holmes writer Jack Thorne calls for TV disability quota. TV has failed disabled people utterly and totally. 
I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, look at Drake. Drake did, you know, Drake's, to me, Drake is still best known as that kid in the wheelchair from Degrassi instead of being a rapper. (laughs) Every time I see Drake, I just think of him in that fucking wheelchair on fucking Degrassi. Um, You know, no, people are never going to be happy. No, no one is ever going to be happy, like, with representation on television. Even if one marginalized group of people gets more recognition on TV and movies than others, then there's always going to be another group that complains. And at the end of the day, it's like, who who the fuck cares if you're represented on movies and television? You should focus more about, like, real life instead of movies and television. You know, that's what you're going for. We need disabled people on TV. It's like, no, you need to should focus more on disabled people you know, in everyday life and not just, you know, making sure they're on some major network TV show or movie. Okay, and the last thing. Beyonce is first black woman to wear iconic Tiffany Diamond in a new ad campaign. I'm assuming that the Tiffany Diamond is gotta be, like, on some level of epicness with, like, the heart of the ocean from Titanic and how that thing was worth, like, four billion dollars or something like that like tiffany diamond that sounds like it's worth at least a billion dollars <laughs> and if anybody it has to be beyonce the first person first black woman to wear it. so good for you beyonce good for you okay so let's get into what this podcast is about this podcast i'm choosing to talk about a show that means a lot to me that i love so much it's such a relaxing show to watch because it's so fucking it doesn't really go that deep into like real issues it's just a funny sitcom the classic 80s 90s sitcom married with children a show that i guarantee you would never be able that would never none of this would ever fly on tv today uh for those of you who don't know what married with children about married with children literally and this is not even a joke like when the the pilot script came out and they were in production of the pilot like the title on the script was called not the cosby show because this show is basically the exact pure polar opposite of the cosby show this show is about a very dysfunctional family very dysfunctional awful parents and pretty awful kids just you know showing that life isn't perfect and that life sucks and that life is going to kick the crap out of you no matter what. <laughs> and that there's always going to be somebody doing better than you. Um, Married with Children just does that. Um, the show is starring Ed O'Neill as Al Bundy, the great hero to men Al Bundy. Uh, stars Katie Seagal as the laziest housewife who ever lived, Peg Bundy. Um... Christina Applegate as the ever-lovable yet ditzy and clumsy uh, Kelly Bundy. And then David Faustino as the lovable scamp Bud Bundy, who, goddamn, this kid will just never catch a break. But honestly, God, Bud half the time doesn't deserve to catch a break because <laughs> Bud's a perv. <laughs> um, this show is just pure raunchiness. It's just, it's definitely, if you're a, I feel like it's definitely one of those shows that for women might be a little bit harder to watch because there are uh, so many jokes in there uh, geared towards, like, kind of trashing women. Um, 
But at the same time, there's so many episodes of it that were written by women and directed by women. So where's the balance really in all that? Where is the balance? Um, it basically follows the plot of Ed, of Al Bundy, who is the father of two and you know husband of Peg. And he is a highly unsuccessful shoe salesman at a mall in Chicago who is just, you know, basically one of life's many losers just dealt, you know, the hand, the classic hand of get, got married right out of high school and just instantly had kids, you know, very early 20s and just could never follow his dreams of playing pro football and just sadly got sucked into that family life. And that's just the way it is. Um, but Al... Al's character is definitely, I feel like, the most sympathetic out of all the characters on the show because Al, Al works his ass off and grinds every day at the shoe store and does what he can to provide for his family. And then his family just takes advantage of it and just does nothing, doesn't really do much to help, but that's the comedy of the show. Like, the whole show is just an exaggerated, terrible American family. Um, pure selfishness, uh always just looking out for themselves and just it's not a show to be taken seriously like anybody who takes this show seriously is a moron this show is not the show for hot topic political issues to be taken on or social issues to be taken on this is a show of just pure absurdist comedy and you know back in the this is this call it there was this even back in like i think it was like 88 89 they're like their third season there was an episode that caused an enormous nationwide, I don't know if it was nationwide, but it definitely got, it was nationwide news about a woman trying to protest a show because it was inappropriate because it showed sexual stuff on TV and just basic naughtiness that you can totally get away with today. But back then, I think it was like them showing something in a lingerie store or men ogling somebody, some woman in a lingerie store. You can't do that. You just you you can do it nowadays, but you can only do it if you like point out that it's wrong in a way. Like you can never just do it in the sense that they and how they did it, where you just played it out as a joke and put a laugh track behind it. You somebody nowadays, if you did that, there'd have to be a character saying like, "Oh man, you shouldn't be looking at that. You know, you should be respecting and being nice and blah blah blah." Um. So let's see. The first, the first episode I just wanted to talk about is one of my favorites. It's called The Movie Show. It is episode 21 of season 7 of Married with Children. It was written by a woman named Ellen L. Fogel and directed by a man named Jerry Cohen. Uh, the basic plot of the episode is it's Kelly's birthday. Yay, Kelly. And... Um, the family doesn't want to, is just lazy and doesn't really want to do much for her birthday because apparently it's just the Bundy tradition is you don't really celebrate birthdays. Um, so they think that they can get out of it by just ask, by, uh, they offer, they, they think they can get out of it by like offering to take Kelly to the movies on a night that she's going out, that she has a date with her new boyfriend. Um, but the plan backfires on them when she says, you know what? That actually sounds nice. I, I want to go to the movies with my family on my birthday instead of going on a date. So now the family is just stuck with going to the movies and basically just 
not pure chaos, but just funny sitcom chaos ensues. Like they get to the they get to the uh, movie theater and they just instantly eat all the candy and popcorn that they order to stand before they pay for it and then don't pay for it. <laughs> um, Al wanders into the wrong movie and ends up getting punched by somebody who he thinks is Peg. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what else. Bud is oh yeah, Bud is constantly trying to hit on women in the movie theater. AKA he's like literally just going up to him and being a complete creep and like putting his arm around him and being like, So babe, what's up? Like, come on, babe, let's do this. Just all that kind of crap and just always is getting the shit kicked out of him. Um Al goes to the movies. Literally, he just wants to go see a movie that just has some boobs in it. Um, Oh, and there's even a great appearance by Jefferson and Marcy. Jefferson. uh, God, why? uh, I'm trying to remember the name of Jefferson. The guy who plays Jefferson, his name is uh, Ted McGinley. And Marcy has been played throughout the entire series by Amanda Burse. <clears throat> and Marcy and Jefferson are just the neighbors. Marcy is the polar opposite of Peg. You know, a career woman, works hard, stands, uh, fights for women's rights. And is honestly, overall, like a pretty, overall, a pretty decent human being. But it's just always the like annoying negative comic relief, like the butt of many jokes kind of character. Um... They make a fun, but they make a fun appearance in this episode. They're, uh, one of Marcy's things is that she's actually a very big sexual deviant and just doesn't really want that always out in the public. So she and Mar- Jefferson are doing some role play. Um, the only one who has like a good, honest time at the movies is Peggy. Peggy just goes there, sits, watches a movie, has fun, just basically doing what she does at home, just sitting on the couch doing a whole lot of nothing. Um, but the the whole episode really the kind of like plot of the episode revolves around when they're at the movies, and Kelly uh, sees that the that her new boyfriend is there with another girl, and she does this the scene the climactic scene of it is she goes up and confronts him and and is very mature about it to him, very mature saying you know what I should be mad at you, but. We're not officially dating, and I'm the one who canceled the date. So it's not the worst thing that you know you just came came with another girl because it, you know, I she's basically saying like I almost would have done the same thing with another guy. So you know what? Have a good time, blah blah blah, and have a good night. And then Kelly walks away, walks back over to her family, and just says, uh, "Daddy, beat him up for me." And then Al just proceeds to go and just brutally beat the shit out of this guy in the movie theater. And the whole scene, like, it's just weird because the whole scene, it technically isn't that funny, but it's super funny. But at the same time, it's super funny because it's just Al just, like, beating the shit out of this guy for, like, 10 seconds, just brutally punching him over and over again in the face and just a pure comic sitcom kind of way. Um... Whereas if that scene was in, like, a drama or something like that, it would have been, like, completely different. It, the whole vibe would have been completely different. Um, let's see. Uh, just a couple side notes about the episode. Uh, oh, yeah, Dave, Kelly's boyfriend um, in this episode, or her date or whatever, um, is played by an actor by the name of 
David Bourne is, I'm so pronouncing his last name wrong. Um, God, give me one sec. I'm trying to, David Boranaz. David Boranaz, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name wrong. Um, he's became later known for playing the character Angel on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then later spun off into his own um, highly successful TV show, Angel. Um, he currently stars on the on his show SWAT uh, SEAL Team, which is actually the very first set that I got to work on in Los Angeles was SEAL Team, so that was fun. Um, and this episode, you know, it takes place in a movie theater, so naturally the set dressing of the movie theater would have movie posters set around. Um, some of the, the movie posters that are in the lobby in this episode are for Groundhog Day, El Mariachi. The Last Action Hero, and Sleepwalkers. Uh, just classic early 90s cinema. Um, so that's really all that is about that episode. The other episode I just wanted to briefly talk about is the ep- is another one of my favorite episodes called Married with Anthrax. This is episode 18 of season 6. It was written by a man named Larry Jacobson and directed by Jerry Cohen. Um... The basic plot of this episode is it's Al and Peg's 20th anniversary and literally all Peg wants out of her anniversary is just a night of decent sex. Fucking gross. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Kel, Kelly and Bud happen to be the lucky winners of a contest where the band, the heavy metal band Anthrax um, is going to come to their house and have a they get to have a big party of all their friends and have Anthrax play um, for a private concert. So the kids now have to figure out, okay, how are we going to get mom and dad out of the house? Because there's no way in hell they're going to allow a massive party with a huge heavy metal band um, to happen at the house. So Pe- Kelly and Bud secretly signed Peg and Al up for a timeshare weekend at a, res- at a place in Florida. Which is, for those of you who don't know, there's timeshare companies offer a bunch of these free weekends to uh, potential customers where they get to go in and just have a fun weekend. But at the same time, they also have to go through like a bunch of meetings and presentations through the timeshare people to hopefully get them to buy timeshare. So you get a vacation, but it's almost like a, it, it's a vacation. It's a really crap. It's just a really crappy vacation because you have to go through meetings and stuff. So that works where P- Kelly, they send, successfully send the parents down to Florida for their time, for their anniversary. And then Anthrax gets to come and play at the house. And they're going to have a big party and all is well. Except for the fact that it dumps a shit ton of snow in Chicago and Anthrax gets stuck at the house. Um, and basically just the band... The band ends up playing just like a couple songs at the house um, just for Kelly, Bud, and eventually Marcy, who come, comes over to check on the children during the snowstorm. Um, but like this, it, it's overall like kind of like a really average episode. Nothing truly crazy happens except for, you know, having the actual band Anthrax in the episode. That's pretty cool. They had the entire band um, guest star in the episode. And they honestly... You know, for people who, you know, just musicians suddenly thrust into being actors, you know, they did a pretty good job. I thought they were 
did re- I thought they did a pretty decent job with the roles. You know, they're playing themselves. Um, but their acting was pretty decent. Um, let's see. Uh, what, the reason I chose this episode to talk about is because I found out that this episode is actually based on um, a real event that involved the band Anthrax. Uh, back in, like, 1989, um, Headbangers Ball on MTV held a contest where the winner gets to have Anthrax, just like in a show, Anthrax will come to the house and uh, play play a concert for them and their friends and just have a really good time. So apparently Anthrax, the winner was some house, some person in New Jersey, and Anthrax went to the house and just completely trashed it just like in this documentary about it, about uh, Headbangers Ball and stuff like that, they touch on on uh, this Anthrax incident. And it wasn't really much of an incident because the way that the documentary showed, like the person whose house it was seemed to be having a really good time and like, yeah, have this, destroy this, rip this off. Like, oh, it's awesome. Just basically having a really good time having this heavy metal band just cause all sorts of fucking chaos throughout their house which honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't be too upset about that you know especially if i was their age because that's the parents problem (laughs) and the parents have to pay for that um oh yeah and there's lots of good florida jokes you know classic there's florida is without a doubt I think the once it's the state in the United States that is the easiest to make jokes about because just any news story that comes out of Florida is just fucking ridiculous. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh yeah, another another uh, guest star in the episode is a man by the name of Ed Burns. Uh, he was on a show from the fifties and seventy sixties called Seventy Seven Sunset Strip. I think I've heard of it before. I just I've never seen it. Who knows? It could be a good show. It probably is a good show. Um, but that's really all I'd say about that episode. Just like I said, the episode isn't like really super memor super crazy. Nothing too outrageous happens. Just I like it because it's one of those cool sitcom episodes that has like big major guest stars like. Like Anthrax, like a giant, huge, successful Anthrax. For those you don't know, is considered one is part of the big four of heavy metal, like the big four heavy metal bands, which are Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Um, they're just they're the pure kings of heavy metal. And so back in you know this is this episode aired I think nineteen ninety ninety one something like that. So. You know that was definitely the that was definitely the time the period where MTV had switched purely from like this ninety ninety one ninety two is just pure grunge that was the year the age of grunge and grunge came after heavy metal it came after the big heavy metal craze of the nine of the eighties so <clears throat> by the time this episode aired you know Anthrax is still a very very popular successful band. But it was definitely, like, you know, on their way out of, <clears throat> like, their huge time in the limelight, like, every other band in the 80s. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, Married to Children... Married to Children is just one of those shows that, especially in today's modern time, where, like, anything from the... 
any past TV show that does says anything like offensive, you know, you just automatically have to judge all the people back then for like, well, all these people back then were just racist and sexist and assholes and you're laughing at this stuff. It's like, no, it was just, it's a different time. The 80s and the 90s were a completely different time in society where this kind of stuff was more accept- acceptable. Um, like Al Bundy's jokes towards women I read this online, like all of his jokes towards women are never from just him being a complete asshole. It's him being stressed out by the women in his life. Like you, if you're married to Peg Bundy, you, I'll, you'd want to fucking kill yourself. She's like the worst wife who ever lived. <laughs> she straight up is like the worst housewife of all time. <laughs> She's... Um, and then just he, he constantly comes home and will complain about, like, the fat women at the shoe store. But then when you see the fat women at the shoe store in the show, they're all annoying jackasses. So, yeah, you're all going to bitch and complain about them. I would. Who wouldn't? Um, but Married to Children is just one of those shows that's such a gem. This is – and also, I should have mentioned this much earlier. This was the very first show. This was um, Fox. This is the first – big show for Fox. Uh, Fox became a channel in the late 80s. Uh, What's the year they started? Founded October 9th, 1986. Fox came out and tried to challenge saying like, no, there can be more than three major, there can be more than just three major TV networks, which at the time were just ABC, CBS, and NBC. Fox came along saying, you know what? There could be another network. There could be another major network. At the time, Fox wasn't a bad thing. You know, nowadays, you know, don't trust Fox News, apparently. Unless if you're on the far left or if you're on the far right, you know, you definitely support Fox News. Um, But back then, Fox was just started by Rupert Murdoch and Barry Diller as just trying to have a network to compete, another network to compete with the big three to show that there can be... Um, there can be more room for programming, different programming. So they're very, I don't know if it was their very first show, but Married with Children was, um, was one of the biggest, uh, was the first big hit show on Fox. And then soon after that, um, followed shows like Cops and, uh, let's see, oh, the Tracy Ullman show, which led to a spinoff, this been sort of successful spinoff. It's called uh, The Simpsons. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. It's not that big of a show, but it's pretty, you know, it became pretty successful on Fox. Uh, spinoff of The Tracy Ullman Show. <laughs> um, and also it says Married with Children is one of the longest running live action sitcoms um, in television history alongside of Cheers and MASH. Um, there's other long-running sitcoms, but yeah, this, uh, Married to Children ran for a solid 10 years, which is a really good, that's a really good run for a fucking sitcom. I gotta tell you, 10 years, 10 years on a sitcom, that, that's a lot. That's really tough. Um, and that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on about old 1980s, uh, offensive sitcoms. I hope 
this inspires somebody to go out and watch great episodes of Married with Children. There's always some, uh, they're still in syndication um, somewhere. I don't know what, I don't know what channel they're still playing on nowadays. Uh, but I guarantee like there's somewhere they're still playing it. Like it's usually probably, probably like real early morning, like, you know, five, six AM kind of stuff. But please, if you've never checked out Married with Children, take some time, find an episode, go on YouTube and just watch some clips. Tons of amazing clips. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Imagination Fun Time. I hope you had a great time. And I will talk to you next time. Have a great day, folks.